Way, the podcast. I'm your host, Gina McLean, author of the book, Find Your Way, and writer under the name Seeker and Sage. It's a joy to be bringing this content to you, and my hope is that it finds its way into your mind and heart, nourishing you and supporting you as you find your way. Welcome to this next leg of the Find Your Way podcast journey. In the next six episodes, I'm going to share the microphone and explore in a very real and honest and sometimes raw and hopefully humorous way how each chapter in Find Your Way is a journey in itself with my very special guest and dear friend, Megan Simpson. Megan is a mentor for women with her own business in Bendigo, working locally and via Zoom. She is the creator of Courage and Crowns, a series of workshops for young women, teaching them about self-love and self-worth. She works one-on-one and with groups supporting women in creating a life they absolutely love. Welcome, Megan, to the podcast. Thank you, Gina. Thanks for having me. Well, it's an absolute joy to have you here and to be having what we hope will be some very big and deep conversations. No doubt. Before we start, though, let's tell everyone a little bit about our journey together because it's been going for about 15 years. So first of all, we were opponents Mm. on the netball court. I'm still upset about it. (laughs) You beat us in the grand final. Well, there you go. Mm. We then moved to being fellow students. Yes. With beautiful Ivan Honey. Yeah, and mm. we were learning um, choice theory, reality therapy and lead management with Ivan. Mm. So we became fellow students and so from there our friendship just grew and grew. We then had a stint of being colleagues, working in an organisation. At a primary school? Yes, yes. well-being. And then we've been side by side, colleagues in the building that you still work in and from yes in Bendigo that's Mm -hmm. right and I guess above all and through that whole journey together we have realized that we are soul sisters to each other we've been through a lot together in that 15 years we've both been tested and challenged and pushed and pulled more times than I care to count but we've also triumphed and won and in all areas of life haven't we? Health, family, relationships, career, spiritual growth, you name it. We've talked about it and we've laughed, cried, danced and drunk tea. thousands, <laughs> thousands of cups of tea through it. Thousands. Mm. Pushed and pulled. Yeah. It's been a big 15 years, Gina. Yep. So let me give some context before we jump into chapter one for the podcast, for the listener. So each of the five chapters in Find Your Way are like ingredients if we want to grow through challenge and change and live a more meaningful life. And the two main threads that run through the whole book are these concepts of consciousness and compassion. And each of the chapters supports our growth in those areas. So helping, supporting, encouraging us to grow in consciousness and awareness and helping us to grow in compassion for ourselves and each other. 
So the five chapters, just to refresh the memory of your memory and the listener. Chapter one is live aware. Chapter two is about going within. It's called look within. Chapter three is lead with purpose. Chapter four is to let life change you. Chapter five is love yourself through the process. So what what I know and what you know and what I'm sure once we start talking about it our listener will understand is that not only are these essential um, concepts, tools to adopt and help us navigate the journey better, they are also each a journey in themselves. Mm. Um, And so, you know... We have been tested and, and, and trialed in, in all of these areas. And the point of this little series is to share with the listener how we have grown and how we've journeyed through each of those five chapters or five concepts and how they've informed our journey as well. So let's jump in now to chapter one, which is called Live Aware. And we might just start with the first entry which is called Awareness is Your Greatest Asset. And Megan, I'm just wondering what comes to mind when I say that statement to you or whatever you've read from this entry Mm. that applies to your own experience. Well, we were just reflecting before on when we first started learning together. So post netball days. (laughs) Yes. When we stepped into the office of Ivan Honey to learn choice theory, of which there's five levels. So we're right at the very start. So we did all this learning together, the whole five levels. I think it took three years. Mm. And throughout that time, because we were learning such amazing, um, amazing information, knowledge, wisdom about self-awareness included right about Mm. about um looking within and how we navigate our own journey and we soon came to understand and there was this part in a book um written by William Glasser that said um choice theories about leaving other people alone can you remember that line it's Mm. just this line that I remember and so when I think about self-awareness and and the start of our journey I remember you and I saying to each other over and over again because it was such big learning um, to look at yourself and look at yourself, what's happening with me in any story that's unfolding in my life and saying, can we can we unlearn it? Like, can we not know? Can we go back to mm-hmm. just being like, you know, normal people and we just um, look, at, look out at the external and what's going on? And can we just go back to blame and complain, please? Mm. And we said, no. Can we just go back to sleep? Can we go back to sleep? Because you can't, <laughs> you can't unknow. No. When you start the journey of learning about yourself and how you navigate your own world, mm. you can't undo it. And I think there were times where we were like going, rewind, rewind, it's too hard, it's too hard, it's too yeah. hard. I don't want to know. No, I don't want to know. Uh, but you do know. And, and the only way is to keep moving through it. Can you believe that was 15 years ago? Mm-mm. Nope. And you're right. It totally set us up for not being able to go back to sleep <laughs> mm. um, as we go through life. And even the other day on the phone, do you remember you said to me, 
I just want to go back to sleep. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to learn anymore. <laughs> I probably say it once a week. Probably. I've had enough now. Mm. Yeah. And I just listen <laughs> and nod. Because I feel the same. I feel the same. Sometimes it's just there's too much. There's too much going on that that we're asked to be aware of and to learn from and grow through. It's just all too much at once. Yes, and when I was looking through your beautiful book um, just before we started and with, with within this first chapter and we were having a cup of tea, of course we were, and I'm just reading it going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like with every every chunk of it is that it just resonates so much with me. Oh, look at how far we've come. Mm-hmm. In our learning, but you know what I'm thinking is the 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 point is that when you start to open your eyes and look within, now I feel like I'm jumping a chapter a little bit here, but okay. when when you start to open your eyes, it is an absolute gift because it's all within your hands, right? Mm. It's all within your hands. But what we're saying is that it sometimes feels like an absolute curse. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because wouldn't it be easier just to not know sometimes yeah. and just blame other people yes. for how we feel, for how we behave, for anything that's going on in our world? And the reverse of that is that we also say, thank God we know. Mm. Thank God we know what we know because how on earth would we have gotten through our challenges if we didn't know? Yes. That's awareness. Yes. Like here in um, on page 20, I've written, to be aware is to be awake, because we keep saying about going back to sleep, mm. purposefully looking at and sensing all that is occurring in the inner and outer landscape, being deliberate with our focus, present and mindful, attentive and observant of what we can and can't see. <laughs> I was just slapping Megan she, on the knee. She's slapping my leg. Um, yeah. Of what we can and can't see. And that probably leads into the next, you know, an entry down the way about being curious about what... It's it's all good and well to, to be aware of what you can see and to open your awareness to what's going on around you and within you. But then to take it a step further and to wonder, what is it I'm not seeing? Yeah, and that's when I just ring you. Yeah. <laughs> and fair enough. But that's a good point, isn't it? Because when I was having a little look through your book um, last week, I was thinking about, yes, this journey is so much about, well, well it's all about us and, and what we are and how we're navigating it. But I was thinking about particularly, well, all human beings, but because I work a lot with women and because we are women and we know that women thrive on connection and, and, and um, connection is just so, so important to women, is that, that when you are, when the blinkers are on and you are in the mud and the muck, you do reach out to your girlfriends and you do reach out to the ones that you know can hold it and help you find the awareness is what I'm saying. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. That's a beautiful mm. um, message for the listener. And um, and I think 
yeah, it, it is so... Yeah, so we're not saying that this journey of, of opening up and, and seeing is needs to be alone so wide. Yeah, mm. that's right. Um, th- just to tie into the choice theory stuff, there's another little sentence here, and I know that the, you know the choice theory has informed so much of my learning and... Um, but I've got here, without awareness on page 21, we can't make authentic choices. We can't even respond. We can only react. And where is the power in that? Mm. Awareness allows us to make conscious choices, authentic choices that honour our needs and resonate with who we really are and have the potential to be. Yes, I was just thinking... If we are not aware of what's going on around us, it's like we're on someone else's treadmill, just mm. going around and around and around and around. But with awareness, awareness brings in the pause, doesn't it? It brings in the pause to look within mm. and to to think about your place in whatever story is unfolding. Mm. Like, you know, you spoke before about all that that you and I have been through as individuals um, in relationships, in employment, in family, in parenting. And it, 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 would, it feels to me like it would be a hard, hard road if you didn't take the reins. Mm. Does that make sense? Like if you were just mm. floundering and swimming all the time in the external mm. and not thinking, not having that awareness about what you can do to move through change or create change, mm. that's, a, that's, a, that's a hard treadmill, my friend. Yes, and it's totally disempowering. Oh, it's handing it all over, isn't it? Yeah, which sometimes we do want to do. That's why <laughs> sometimes we don't want to be so responsible. Yeah, but that's when you nap. Yeah. And then you wake up again, literally, figuratively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a powerful place to be when you can stand in awareness. Yes. And, and actually take the pause, take the opportunity to pause and look around and look within and assess all that you need to before you speak or act or do um isn't it it's just such a powerful place and a lot of your work and of course this book is we are teaching people about what it means to be self-responsible you know responsible for ourselves yes and you you there's no self-responsibility without self-awareness if you're blind freddy and and you've got no idea that it all sits with you Mm. then how can you be self-responsible? You're just repeating the same patterns over and over again. And powerless to change anything. Powerless. Mm. Which is why I say there, awareness brings choice. Goosebumps. Yes. As soon as we are aware, even if we don't like the choices, we are in a position, a better position, to make a choice that is not reactive, responsive, more responsive, and aligned with what we really need or what the situation is asking for. I've got a perla for you. It's just come to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, someone who is asleep 
would be saying something like, I can't change this. This mm. is happening to me. I cannot change it. I, I'm, in, I'm in the whirlpool of whatever it is. Mm. But someone who is awake and aware is saying, I can change this. Or even if I can't change this at the moment, I can still navigate it as best I can. Yes. There you go. Podcast one, Perla. <laughs> the Perla from Podcast One. Yeah. Um, so let's move through the chapter. I know that this is something that has really grown for both of us and and the clients, your clients, Megan. Yes. And also um, just, you know, I don't actually, in my workshops it would be, not necessarily one-on-one, but um, and in the people that I support in general in my life but the entry on page 28 that says listen to life may I be open to receiving life's messages is the sort of affirmation or offering at the bottom of the entry but you know I start this out by saying that there's this constant conversation going on between us and the world we inhabit connections correlations and synchronistic coincidences are unfolding along the way but do we listen to them? Huge. Goosebumps. Yeah. Can I say, mm. and I am talking to my beautiful um, women that I work with about this all the time, and what I start off by saying is, let's just let's just give this problem, right? Let, let, whatever the problem is, I want a new job or I need to sell my home or I'm looking you know, I want to attract a new relationship or whatever it is, or my child's doing this. It could be any problem or story. I say, let's open it up. And then I want you to look for messages and signs that you've been heard and that things are unfolding. Mm. And so I will say things like, you know, it's this, if we rewind, if we've got an end result of something and if we rewind if we go back and we go, it's this plus this plus this and then this happened and then this happened and then I got to here. And it's not until we get to here that we can kind of trace back and go, that is amazing how that unfolded. Yes. So that's what you're talking about. Look look for, and I'm saying to women, and look for the red lights, darling. So like, like look, mm. look for your stop signs and, and don't drive through them because we, we want to veer off to the green lights, right, because mm. we can be pretty good at driving through red lights that's mm. probably a whole other conversation mm. but but I say it's like you know like you're driving down the road and you were not going to stop at that shop but you knew you needed to go there but it wasn't on your list today and there's a park right out the front and you think bugger it I'm going to go in you take the park you go into the shop you run into mm. a person who you have a conversation with and then they send you a text message later on and then they link you to this person and then you've got a new job Yes. But you weren't going to stop at the shop. No. And you look up and you say, thank you. Yes. Thank you for giving me that park. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're talking there too, which does go into chapter two about looking within. You're talking about that honouring that inner nudge. Mm. It may seem like an external nudge, but there's something comes within us that's intuitive mm. to go, I just need to stop there. And so practicing that 
recognizing this is about awareness mm. we use our awareness to recognize oh, what's that little nagging feeling i have about stopping at that particular shop this morning i wasn't going to go there um we just need to start recognizing that little sign and honoring it and stopping yes. and we don't necessarily as you said we don't know in the moment where it's going to lead or what it's going to mean and we can brush it off and think well that didn't mean anything but we just don't know what's mm. what's coming and i know that even just putting this book together, you know, me finding, wanting to find the most um, appropriate and awesome graphic designer to fit, the fit for this book and the fit for me to create it. You know, I can tell, we won't do it now, but there is a whole thread of little things Mm. that happened for me to find Tess and, yes. and and you would remember because we talked about it regularly back at back at, you know a year ago when it was unfolding us moving to this house and this property that we live on now and this room that we're sitting in that's my beautiful office like yeah. that story of of listening to and there was a lot of no's along the way mm. that's another thing that I know you talk to women about that and we talk about it a lot together it wasn't like everything was yes 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 Mm. There were there were no's along the way, like no, not that person, no, not that particular time, yeah. no, not yet. So we have to listen to those as well. Instead of being, instead of letting ourselves become really frustrated by them or pushing through, like we were saying before, mm. is to notice, which which is awareness, and and look at. I mean, you know, it goes without saying. Who, whoever has their hands on this beautiful book, it is so well designed. Mm. it feels really good in your hands aside from the beautiful words but yeah so Mm. thank you Tess Mm. Mm. in line with that is another entry on page 34 about stepping in time with life we don't always walk to the beat of life Mm. our ego this is on page 34 thinking it knows best will initiate a change even if all the apparent signs and circumstances point to keeping the status quo. It will also resist nature's call to change. That's our ego I'm talking about, doing all that it can to fight it. Mm, We were talking about the ego before, weren't we? And Mm. when I think about the ego, now this is some deep stuff. Because when I think about the ego, I think about what we think we want, mm. what we think is best for us. And we, we've often got a very strong opinion on that. Like I want that house or I want that particular partner or I want that um, job, right? It has mm. to be that one. And now. Oh, we <laughs> want everything now. now. Or yeah. yesterday. I still want everything now. Yeah. Um, but... When we put ego aside and we have the awareness that everything is unfolding Mm. and, you know, you and I, well, I speak about, you know, having the conversation with the universe, it's more about, will you show me? Mm. Ego is like, I want and and, and the other is, will you show me? And the ego... You show me what's best for me. Yes. For my highest and greatest good. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, and the ego will tantrum when it doesn't. Yeah. And go into the whole, why not me, and the, the, the story of woe, and 
the wound. It's not fair. Yeah, the wound comes out big and loud. Yes. Yeah. Um, Blame and complain, I imagine, is big for the ego. Mm. Well, it's all fear, isn't it? That it's mm. all coming from that place of fear. So, yeah, we're talking about stepping in time instead and trying our best to trust the timing and trust ourselves that when that we will feel and sense those nudges and hear those messages and recognize those signs again none of that can happen if we're not aware of how of how we each as an individual receive those nudges and those messages and those signs well it's something to play with Mm. I think for the individual, it's something to play with, it. and you can play with it beautifully. Mm. Like you, you can. I've got a friend that lives up north, and she will spend days on end just following the nudges to see what. It's like a little bit of a game for her. Mm. Um, but beautiful. It, it's even like when I when I'm walking, am I going to turn left or right? And following your your instinct and your intuition on which way to turn, and that turn left could mean that you bump into someone who you have this conversation with. Next minute you're at a party down the road, you know? Yes. You never know. No. Yes. So you can play with it. It can be fun. And I think it's really wise to start playing small. Start with the small stuff like that Mm. and see where it takes you so that when the big stuff comes up... Mm. Learning to trust yourself, that's mm. about learning to trust yourself because we can get ourselves in, an, in a pickle about choices mm. when, when we don't really need to. So if you do start with the smaller stuff, like which cafe you're going to go to for lunch, yeah, um, test it out. The chicken or the beef. The chicken or the beef. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I set this whole scene by saying that the context each of these concepts, so that we're talking about awareness here, growing in awareness and consciousness, how it is a journey in itself. Mm. And I, I think for everyone's benefit, for the listener that's listening, you do need to know that we haven't always been this awake. It has been a massive journey. Like we said, it started with our choice theory days, um, quite quite strongly or you know in a big big way we couldn't we couldn't avoid it no um so we were on the hook all the time (laughs) basically (laughs) couldn't get off the hook with it but um and we still fall back to sleep don't we like we still do want to pull the doona over our head and go not doing it yeah and we still and we still do want to bitch and complain sometimes Mm. you know like you're still human as you're moving through the through consciousness yes and the mere fact that we are human does mean that we're going to to fall back sometimes but Mm. i mean we are we're a long way down that Mm, path of, of that learning and and i know um both of us when we do when we do fall asleep it's actually conscious (laughs) <laughs> it's like when I said to you I was walking along the other day and I was and I was thinking about someone else's behaviour that I didn't like and I've gone, hold on a minute, Megan, you were doing that exact same thing last week. <laughs> so you can kind of call yourself on it. Yeah. Step outside yourself. Yeah. That's a whole other thing, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Um, 
So another one that I wanted to mention, we we're just talking about stepping in time with life. On page 40, which I think is the last entry yeah, in this chapter, is called Clarity Comes. And again, um, we've learned so much about clarity, each of us on our journeys, um, because we would push for it, we would strive for it, we would fight for it, we would want it yesterday. Right. Yeah. Right here, right now, I want to know now. And we have learnt, like I've witnessed you and I know you've witnessed me, we have learnt that clarity actually comes not from us pushing for it and striving for it and putting pressure on ourselves to get clear. And there has to be an unfolding. Like in terms of awareness, because the clarity isn't just bang like that, mm. there's stuff that we've got to... That we've got to um, what's the word I'm that we've got to kind of tread through Mm. there's all these little learnings before the clarity comes and quite a bit of pain yes there there can be quite a bit of pain and 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 we can be fair in the mud before the clarity comes Mm. but that's a little bit of wanting to bypass too isn't it it's like wanting to bypass the lessons and so I just want to know why yeah I just want to know why so I can get on with the next thing or just get on with life yes um but in terms of stepping in time, we don't choose. We don't. What you're saying is we don't always choose. It takes patience and mm. compassion, mm. which is what you're talking about, mm. um, until the clarity does come. Which you also sometimes need a friend to to help with. Definitely, I've written here that um, when we shift from thinking to receiving mode. We provide an opportunity for answers to drop in, resolutions to appear and possibilities to be exposed. Like as a really practical example, think about a recent experience that you've had. I've got one. Mm. And um, the number of phone calls and conversations that we've had. (laughs) Is this about me? Yes. What about yourself? <laughs> yeah, no, all right, all right. All right. Yeah, but there's you. one there's one quite big um, situation in your life at the moment. Is it about 12 metres long? Yes. <laughs> and, Pretty um, big, yeah, yeah. And there have, dear listener, been a lot of phone calls and texts, not just with me. Too many? Is that, are you bringing it up now that it's oh, been too many? <laughs> no, I'm just saying there's been a lot. But what I want to say about it is... Those conversations have been so valuable Mm. because the clarity can sometimes come through the conversation. I remember sitting in my lounge room there, COVID safe, everybody. And a half. And um, is it the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, not that long ago, maybe. Yeah. And um, you'd say to me, this is good, this is good, because we were kind of talking our way through it. But at the same time, I know that's what happens with you and I, and and I imagine it could happen with a lot of people that discuss and have these big convos. Um, Even though we're talking our way through it, something quite amazing happens with receiving. Like, you know, we we aren't nutting it out and letting our egos decide. We're kind of airing, aren't we? We're kind of airing things and then... then these little 
moments drop in of clarity. Yeah, and do you know what I think the difference is too? Because I'm often speaking to women about to, to be discerning about who they share information with. So, so you want to, mm. you want to, if it's woman to woman, for example, you want to choose your friends who are willing to to and fro with you. And so, whilst we're not, um, whatever you said before about you, you know, we're not like trying to find forcing it to yeah come. we're not forcing it but I, I think you would agree that when I come to you with something it might start with what the hell am I going to do mm. right and then there's all this unfolding so it's not I'm not choosing a friend who's just going to bitch and complain with me mm. and just tell me I'm right I'm right I'm right I'm right or you know if, it, if it's something to do with another human being I'm choosing people who are willing to sit and it's like we're just brainstorming. Explore. Yeah, we're, we're exploring. And then, you know, you're at least, you know, I was, I'm thinking about that conversation. I was three quarters of the way down the track to, to, a, mm. to a decision. Yeah. And here's what's amazing, Goosebumps. When the fact that you said to me that day, mm. as an example, everybody, when you said to me that day, I need to talk to you about blah, blah, blah. That was you opening the doorway mm. to receiving. Yeah. It was. Not that Megan was looking to Gina, me, for the answer. She wasn't. And I know we've, we've got a long history, so we know how we operate, each of us, and together. So, yeah, it wasn't like she, she knew that I would have the answer, and I didn't. But I'm a person who is able to, to do that bouncing and toing and froing with. But... Because she knows what I believe. She knows that I believe that opening, her asking that question, I don't know what to do with this or I need to talk this through because I'm not sure, is opening the way to clarity coming. It is, mm. it is, it is an opening. It is drawing on all that's come into your awareness and mine. You know, I can see the external and Megan's internal workings. And so, yeah, we, we are able to, with awareness, Mm. sort of look at everything but we're not thinking or forcing or making something happen no and it, and it's not that a solution's going to be end at the end of that conversation either because mm. there will be the unfolding and there will be the breadcrumbs that lead to mm. whatever the outcome is or whatever the you know yes um and so that's one way right mm. that's one way and we talked before about how and and, and I was just thinking when women come to me and they're sitting on the couch and they're saying, yeah, Megan, I've thought about this and I've talked about this and I've gone over and over and over it in my mind and I still can't work it out. And mm. I say, let's slow it down, girlfriend. Let's slow it down because the answer's not necessarily going to be in your logical mind either. Mm. And so we talked before about we really have to leave space for these beautiful brains of ours that work and work and work for us and to our detriment sometimes, the overthinking about trying to, to trying to come to the clarity or find a solution, is to get quiet, mm. to get quiet and offer it like we talked about before. Like we can say, I say to the universe, I don't know what the hell to do. Mm. So, so you show me breadcrumbs, mm. path unfolds, yes. clarity comes. And clarity can come way after. Oh, yeah. And, and way after the story and it's like, ah... Uh, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense now. 
I can see why that happened or I can see whatever it might be. Yeah, that's a great point. The solution, you're not necessarily going to come to the solution just because you've had the convo or because you've offered it, but you will be getting closer. Closer. Yeah. And you mentioned this, the magic word compassion before. On page 38 is the entry that I've written called See with Compassion. And I think this is a really important point to make and we might finish with this one. Because I remind people that awareness is not a harsh light that we shine on who we've been or the choices we've made. The point is not to observe and reflect so that we can judge and blame, as we were saying before. Yourself. Or another. Mm. The point is to discover and then to see consciously and clearly so that we can expand our view and make more authentic and supportive choices. So we have to bring compassion to our awareness. And this is why I am so passionate about teaching women about self-love. If we just look at self-love as the foundation mm-hmm. for things to grow. It's like the soil for things to grow, particularly for women who are so can be so harsh on themselves and so critical of themselves. Mm. And compassion is a, is a big part of self-love, isn't it? Um, totally. So... Now, Gina's told me I'm not allowed to swear. However, what I am going to say is... <laughs> you should see the look on her face. She's like, don't say it, Megan. I'm not going to say the big one. But but I'm always saying to women, you cannot be an arsehole to yourself mm. and expect to feel good. Yeah. Right, because we're living this life trying to feel pretty good, right? Mm. And And you're talking about how to get through the muck and to get through change, first chapter through awareness. But you cannot be an arsehole to yourself. I just wanted to say it one more time. Mm. To yourself Mm. and learn and grow and flourish from a place of self-criticism and self-judgment. It just doesn't work. I Mm. say to people, that that math just doesn't work. No. You want to live a fulfilling, creative, abundant life, you can't do it from a place of self-criticism. No. On page 39, in keeping with that, I say we find our way through life with our eyes open. So that's the awareness part. Open them. And our hearts soft. Soft heart. Awake to all that is going on inside us and around us while keeping a loving, gentle acceptance for all that arises as it arises. Boom. We're done. (laughs) What a way to end, hey? What a way to end this first Yeah, um, podcast. We must be due. I'm due for a cup of tea. Cup of tea. Yeah. Um, and probably a wee with that. Yeah. Because, no, no, we don't have a catheter. <laughs> as much as we'd like to, we joke about that all the time. It's one of my greatest wishes. Yeah. yeah. But that is, that is a beautiful end to this episode. And um, thanks, Megan, for... Oh, thank you, Gina. ...starting the journey on... Um, on each of these chapters. Yeah. Can't wait to get into chapter two next. I know. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs>